The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. Good morning. This is Reverend Jackie Fernandez, and I'm so delighted to bring to Voices of Unity today, my dear friend, my soulmate, my brother from another mother, if you will, who I've never met in person. (laughs) But, you know, one of the gifts, I think, of this pandemic is that we're really leaning into the truth that there is never any distance between us and, and space and geography know nothing when it comes to matters of the heart. So it is my great joy to introduce to you Reverend Skip Jennings. Welcome to Voices of Unity, Skip. Hi, Reverend Jackie. How are you today? I am wonderful. I'm feeling so good and so excited for this conversation, for this time together. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Very excited. In fact, I was so excited. I woke up last night in the middle of the night going, oh, your, your radio, you're, you're, you're late for your radio. Oh, no. <laughs> I went, hold on. Uh, oh, not, not, yet. Calm not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Well, you are in a different time zone, so it's kind of like, you know, when daylight savings happens or something, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is this? Okay. Hi, brain alert. Hi, brain alert. Well, Skip, I want to introduce you um, and and give a little more information other than I just adore you to our listeners. (laughs) Skip is a graduate of the Michael Bernard Beckwith School of Ministry, founder of Mind, Body, Spirit Solutions, LLC. Skip is a motivational speaker, which you will, I mean, that just uh, comes naturally, and a transformational coach, yoga instructor, and a shamanic healer. We're going to come back to that in a little bit. Um, Skip's coaching and expertise can be found on skipjennings.com. Check it out. He's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places you want to find him, and especially Insight Timer Meditation. So if you don't have that app, get that app. Look for Skip Jennings. Uh, Rev Skip counsels and coaches clients using the CARES philosophy, which stands for connection, action, remember, empowerment, self-love. Uh, let me sink into that. Mm. A, a licensed spiritual practitioner and co-director of the LGBTQA ministry at Agape International, Rev Skip has served for over 10 years with 30 years of experience and over 15 certifications, but yet he's a wee babe. Yeah. <laughs> right. With 30 years of experience and 15 certifications in spiritual counseling, counseling, wellness, health and fitness, yoga and nutrition. He continues to transform the planet one session at a time. Oh, it's so good. And you've got a book. I've got it right here in my hands. Yes. The little book for big transformations. Oh. Mm. It's awesome. 31 days of inner visions and spiritual practices. Let's, you know, I want to come back to that shamanic healer thing because I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. So let's start there. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things I, I've become very aware of the shamanic roots have been in my family for, um, for generations. My great grandmother and my grandmother used to heal people by using the herbs of the land back in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, they would go to my grandmother for this, um, for the type of healing that they were looking for, um, before we had big pharma. And, uh, my yeah. mother also taught 
about herbs and vitamins and taking care of your body holistically. And when I started to study shamanic um, healing, I realized that these are all the practices of a shaman. Yeah. The expression of a shaman is to mm -hmm. guide someone into the mystical, love them while they're having their transformation, their realization, and then guide them back home. That's what shamans do. Mm. So it can happen as a healing modality. It can happen in, you know, prayer. It can happen in any type of, 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 of situation when you are with a client and they're willing to go to the mystical and they're willing to go to the vortex, I call it the vortex and no thing, which is everything. Mm -hmm. And when you're willing to go there as a shaman, we're there to love you, protect you, to guide you, to tell you you're okay to have this moment. Most people that dive into the mystical, they get really um, kind of scary. It's scary sure. for them because yeah. it's unknown. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, what is this? What is this? Mm -hmm. And as a shaman, we're here to, to, to make it a safe place for transformation to happen. So I do this with bowls. I do a lot of the singing bowls, the crystal singing bowls. I do it from afar. I do it in person. Well, not so much in person for the last year, but it's been really about afar. And um, I also use uh, the Reiki modality to incorporate the energy. So I'm also a Reiki master. And finding my way through the shamanic healing, I began to work with a shaman in my initiation to become a shaman. And Manuel said, well, these are been in your roots forever. You, uh, you, you were meant to do this work. And um, so I just embraced it. Yeah. That's oh, beautiful. You know, and what it makes me think of too, and I'm hearing you talk about what the work of a shaman is like of being, you know, a traveler on the path or a guide um, is also that bearing witness yeah. that there's such power, you know, when we have some deep transformational experience and no one is there to see it, it's kind of like, did that happen? Did I make that up? Did, are you, do you see this? Well, let me tell you about it, but you had to be there, but you weren't there, kind right. of, you know, and you're never going to believe this. And, you know, and, and you feel like everything is different yet, on the outside, maybe seemingly everything is just like it was five minutes ago. And so th there's that, that piece of bearing witness yes. that is so powerful. You know, Matthew Fox talks about, you know, one of the characteristics, he has many characteristics of a, of a mystic. And one of them is that time that you're still divinely surprised. They're still like, oh my God. Yeah. And we use that word so flippantly, but that is such a sacred statement. Oh my God, mm -hmm. where you recognize that this can only be spirit. And when we get to those, oh my God moments, that is when we tap into the mystical, but yeah. some people understand it. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. Right. Whew. So I love, I love your energy. I love your philosophy. <laughs> I love how you approach your work and I've been loving reading your book. Um, and so it's a daily practice, right? So for every day, there is a morsel of, of goodness, of juiciness. And um, so, you know, we're not going to make this entirely about me. <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> and I've, I've got you here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I and, love it. You know, love it. You're, you're a fitness guru. You're right. All of this and also health and fitness. Yes. And so for me, I'm, you know, that's not really my focus. Um, I've, you know, when I was younger, I was an athlete. I played all the sports. I was good. I broke records in track and field in my junior high school. And, you know, 
<laughs> and very competitive by nature. So I love, I just love playing sports for sports sake. And, um, and, you know, into adulthood, you know, I've, I've tried a little bit of yoga here. I've tried just different types of things. I took a dance class, you know, I've done all of these kinds of things and love to kick a ball around, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't say I've been after it in terms of fitness. Um, I did a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago now, um, a series of half marathons in here in Kansas City known as the Heartland 33-3. And you do three half marathons in five weeks. Wow. So that's pretty intense. And um, and I I spent about six months preparing for that and was okay. really happy with, you know, how. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with that. I, I'm going to take a break from all that because it was, okay. you know, you have to be very disciplined commitment. when you're running and stuff. Yeah, commitment. Well, I wouldn't say I'm getting older in, in, in terms of emphasizing old. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, as, as time passes, we live in time and space. Yes, we do. And I experience, you know, changes in my body. And um, so my wife suggested that, um, well, she didn't even suggest. She just said she's going to try keto, the ketogenic diet. Okay. And um, which is really not a big change for her. She eats very clean and is, is more mindful in terms of fitness and everything. Something just clicked with me in that. And I thought I'm going to do this with her. Okay. And I tell you what, it's been about five and a half weeks now. And I kind of went like over the top with it and not in a bad way, but I am into it. I am all the way in more so than she is actually. <laughs> and, you know, I am having fun with these recipes. I'm loving cooking and being in the kitchen and, and creating this time and space for my body. And I'm loving the results and, um, you know, the science behind it yes. and also the spiritual. So I've added all that to say, I've added your book to part of my routine. And, um, so today for me, day nine from story to solution, and you started with the Marianne Williamson quote, prayer is the medium of miracles in whatever way works for you. Pray right now. But here's what I love. You, you say before you start the, the paragraph before I learned the metaphysical principles taught in the new thought tradition of spirituality, I believed God had a distribution problem <laughs> when it came to blessings. <laughs> So, let me say that again. Before I learned the metaphysical <laughs> principles taught in the New Thought tradition of spirituality, yes, I'm with you. Yes, yes. I believed God had a distribution problem when it came to blessings, and I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, that comes from that idea from my Baptist upbringing. You got to be good for God to bless you. Yeah. And I'm like, well... I've been good, but God's not blessing me in my own human incarnation, my ego construct of what is good, what is bad, what is God, what is not. And I'm like, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, everything my mama wants me to do, but God is not blessing me. So I carried this whole idea, well, you know, I want, if I can be more, if I can do more, mm -hmm. if I can be more good, God will give me more blessings. And it just didn't work out that way for me. Yeah. It's so powerful. I think so many of us, it's, you know, Christianity is embedded in American culture. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, you know, we all, whether we were raised in a church or not, um, I, I was like you. And so I definitely have that mindset um, 
that I've sort of been unpacking now for many years of, of trying to get out from under it. Um, but it is so interesting. I love how you put it. Like I thought God had a distribution problem, like yeah. clearly was not figuring out how to delay, did not have his stuff on Amazon. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. was not showing up at my address, even though I was putting my order in just as I was told <laughs> and it just wasn't showing up. And, um, there's, you know, there's so much to that. And I'm curious because like I said, I'm, you know, I'm really a, using this book and this practice, um, in support of this new way of being with my body and feeding and nurturing and nourishing my body and, and, and feeling the results. Like I've heard, you know, people say, well, you have more energy and I'm okay, whatever. I mean, I've gone through, you know, periods in my life where I've, you know, I had a very good diet, very good eating right. habits, but I, like sometimes have so much energy. Like I yeah. literally have to go for a walk. I have to do something physical to, to, to just release the energy. And so I'm curious, you know, when I'm thinking of beliefs about my body and about my yeah. health and um, thinking, you know, well, it's so much easier for other people or, you know, we'll skip, of course, it's his whole thing, you know, and he probably works out and, <laughs> you know, all these things, it just comes naturally to him. And, <laughs> <laughs> we make up all that, you know, well, I had, you know, I birthed two children. Well, let me tell you the truth about that. I did. And <laughs> yes. my, my body went back, you know, I nursed both of them, which helps a mm. woman's body return. My body went back, you know, it was later <laughs> that I started gaining weight and, you know, it had nothing to do really with that. Um, yes. You know, but like all these tricks that, that kind of, embedded theology of I have to do something to earn or deserve yeah. um, or be worthy of a good outcome, a blessing. Yeah. And, and at the very end of that page, on page 21, I write this. This is my big awareness and big aha moment. I write, the universe does not know whether or not we act appropriately. That's mm -hmm. not the job of the universe. Mm -hmm. Our Prayers manifest from consciousness. And we say this in New Thought. Consciousness creates form. Form always follows consciousness. Mm -hmm. The scripture says it is done as you believe. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest aha awakening about, you know, even my own body. You know, sis, I got to tell you, I am 56. I'll be 57 in a few months. And trust me, you know, uh, people want to tease and say black don't crack. Well, that's not true. I know some crackly black folks, y'all. I'm going to tell you. But what I do know is I was blessed with some mama's genes because she is 87 and she looks really about 55, 60. And everyone goes, oh, my God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, but I got to tell you, I got some 57-year-old knees and yeah. back. And shoulders, I wake up a little bit slower these days. And what I equate this to is that we are not meant to be on this side of existence for eternity. So the natural process of what's happening with our body temple is that, you know, those handstands I did when I was 20, I can't do those handstands any longer because my body is beginning to make an exit plan for my spirit to go back into the universe. This is how the divine plan is we're not meant to have you know these and not to say that we can't be as strong as we're meant to be in the age that we're at and that's a whole different thing mm -hmm. but i had to realize that i had to love myself with my 57 year old knees i no longer jump 
I no longer do those plyometrics I used to teach years ago. I no longer do those incredible millennial exercises I love to call my like I'm like you let you let y'all do those. I've done enough burpees. I don't have to do another burpee. But what I do know is that I can find the divine plan for me in my body temple. One of the things I'm working with um, one of our close friends is is, is Faith Rivera. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I trained her and um, we were working together. And, and one of the things I realized I had to had an issue with this word fitness because fitness has always been about you got to look this way. You got to be this way. You got to be in this club. You have to have the right yoga pants on fitness, fitness, <laughs> fitness. And I wanted to shift from that word from fitness to something greater. And I prayed and meditated about it. And it came through its spiritual mastery for the body. Mm. That's what we're doing. That's the lasting thing. So we pray. I pray when I work out. I move. I meditate before I pick up those weights or get on that bike. I do everything. And I am talking to God. And I'm praying. And I'm I'm having these conversations. God is talking back to me. It's one of those things that I've created a sacred meeting with God through fitness. That's beautiful, you know, because I can see that that's an area, you know, like we compartmentalize in our lives. Yeah. You know, we think, well, you know, God maybe doesn't belong at work or God doesn't belong here or there. And, you know, so much of the spiritual path is about, you know, integration our entire life that God is here all the time. And, right. you know, and so, yeah, even in our workout, I love that. It even makes perfect workout, sense. Even driving down the 405, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, in LA, man, I get my, I get some really amazing divine lessons. <laughs> I get divine lessons mm-hmm. driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Can I pray for the person that just cut me off? Mm-hmm. And that's a spiritual lesson. That is mm-hmm. where we cannot you know, like you said, compartmentalize our spirituality from driving down the highway. It's mm-hmm. all the same if we're willing to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Ah, so good. <sighs> you know, and I think about the body because there, I know for me in my life, um, a lot of my work, just getting into my body. Yeah. You know, like I had a, a emotional, I think, rift with my body and just sort of a separation and a lot of my work even with energy healers and has really been about getting into my body and it's so interesting because I've been probably for the last five years have been really focused on that and um and so the idea that this sort of moved to do the ketogenic life (laughs) or practice um is like I don't think it would have been as impactful, effective, or really um, enjoyable for me had I tried it at any other time. Yeah. Because I'm I'm in my body and I'm I'm anchored to it. I'm in touch with it, so I I can feel the impacts. I um, am doing it gently, you know, with myself, and I can really celebrate what's actually happening in my yes. body in a way that I don't think I would have been able to before. I think it would have been more. Do we get so violent internally with sure. with our with ourselves, with our mind, with our body, with our heart? 
It's your willingness to get into your body that shifted everything to infinite possibilities. Most of us are walking, I love the word you use, disconnect. Most of us are disconnected, especially right now as what people are calling the pandemic, I'm calling the sacred reset. I've been saying this from the beginning. When we first met you, mm. you we, we talked about, this is a sacred yes. reset, y'all. Mm -hmm. We're learning how to show up in a different way. But yes. because of boredom, because of the shutdown, because of we're not going out, we're working from home, we have been in a disconnect of our body temple so we eat mindlessly we stop mm -hmm. doing the workout that we were normally doing or the the physical practice one of the things what i love what you said your willingness to get into your body and one of the things i live by and i teach is that we must feel it so that we can deal with it so we can heal it and then the revelation the reveal will happen so we start off getting into your body feel what you're feeling Feel mm -hmm. that just feel that this ease, feel the back this ease, feel feel whatever you feel, feeling the goodness of how it feels to be active again. Once you feel it, especially if you're dealing with something with healing, once you feel it and you're feeling into your body, then you go into how do you deal with it. So I'm feeling this because of this. And I'm feeling this because I'm carrying this energy from past, 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 you know, experiences. Or I'm eating this way or this. I'm feeling this way because this is it. So now that I can deal with it, I can find the solution for it. And then that's when the healing actually begins. Especially mm. when it comes to the body temple. The healing will actually begin after we are beginning to really deal with it. And here's the revelation. The realness of all this is that we are divine emanations of the one and everything else is drag we are <laughs> spirit in drag y'all yes trust yes. and that's the revelation that we mm -hmm. got to get past even if we're feeling our knees or the back or the shoulders this body is not the real deal the real deal is our spirit and that's the revelation but a lot of people must go through that journey of okay i need to really feel this i will deal with this i'm going to heal through this and here's my revelation that's so good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm loving it. Spirit and drag. My my friend Reverend Ann Tabor, she's at Unity of Arlington. She says God in drag. And it's oh, it's so good. And you know, there's a playfulness to that and a joy in that. Um and a deep reckoning of truth yes. in that. And I love it. I love it when we can play and and be in that deep truth. Oh my goodness. Such deep healing work. And, you know, and yet, especially when it comes to fitness and the body, you know, we live in a culture, a society that just hammers people, hammers oh, everybody. Oh, it's not so even men, women or men. It's just hammers everyone about, you know, what the ideal is and what it means to be sexy, what it means to be successful, what is possible. And even in new thought circles, I've heard time and time again of people who are hammered for, I've heard a minister who has been told that being overweight, she has no business being in the pulpit. I mean, I've heard just horrendous, horrendous, I'll use the word sins against, against people. It is really one of the things that I'm learning more and more and more and more is that these ideas of, of God, of right, of wrong, of shaming, of, 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 of 
you know, being this perfectionist, all this is passed down. And it's not just from our mothers. It's not just from our grandmothers or our fathers. This is generational trauma that's passed down. And this idea around the body and the ideal woman and the ideal man and what we need to show up as and what we need to look like all this is a historical lie of trauma that we must be willing to say, stop. Yes. I no longer subscribe to your lie. I am God no matter what I look like, no matter what I even feel like, no matter what my hair, who I love, what I, what I eat. I am still God. Therefore, you cannot shame me for what you are seeing. Mm. And that, that's one, I think this is the biggest lesson that we can really cultivate at this time because everything, Rev, you know, everything that we had our attachment to has mm -hmm. been broken down to bye-bye. Yes. Our yes. churches, our schools, our work, everything that we made the construct in the human incarnation as being what keeps us safe, it's been broken down. And I'm hearing spirits saying, so you ready to trust me now? Can you yeah. listen to me? Because everything else you tried to create is gone. And I've had that, you know, tears and come to Buddha moment and screaming and gnashing teeth going, what? And spirit saying, okay, now we can talk and now we can work. So let's create something new. Back to your book. <laughs> because, you're, I mean, you're sitting right there with the universe does not know whether or not we act appropriately. Yeah. But we come from that place of consciousness. And when we have built all of these constructs that are really designed and the impact of is, is all about disconnection, disconnecting us from our truth of being God in drag, spirit in drag. Right. <laughs> um, disconnecting us from our divine nature and our divine inheritance there can only be the result of, of decompensation. Right. Right. De decomposition maybe is what I mean. Decomposition is going to fall apart. It's going to fall away because it cannot sustain. One of the other things that I, I, I run and I'm just reminding and thank you for bringing up this day because this is a very important day to me. And I just didn't, I, you know how you're off to the next thing or the next interview and, you just and I'm going back and I'm rereading this day because you you brought it up. So one of the things yeah. fair game love about what God wrote through as me is says that we must be mindful not only what we pray for but also where we pray from. Where are you praying from when you're looking to shift your body? Is it a prayer of shame, doubt? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you right there because that music means it's time for a break. But we're going to be back with River <laughs> Jenny. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez.
And we are back with Reverend Skip Jennings. And Skip, before we went to the break, you were on a roll. You brought us back to day 10 in your book, the little book for big transformations. Yeah, you know, don't give a, a minister a mic because we could go. Shall we go? Louis, Louis got his hand on the mute. So, you know. I was just saying that it's so important that we understand it's not what we're praying for. And that's part of it, but it's where we're praying from. So we're praying to have a transformation in our body temple. We're praying to have a transformation in our love life and our relationships or within ourselves. It is, yeah, we speak the words of affirming what we want, but that energy of where we are praying from, you know, Wayne Dyer talks about in, in the power of intention as intention, as a vibration, it's a frequency that lives within us. So we pray from that place of intention to create, like we said earlier, consciousness creates form. Where are we praying from? What consciousness, what energy, what frequency, what vibration are we praying from that will help us manifest what we want? That is the million dollar question, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. because, you know, like we're saying, the universe is not making a judgment, right? It's not knowing whether we are acting appropriately or inappropriately for a life. It's right. not, you know, is there. And we are that powerful that that what we bring forward, you know, we're going to bring it forward, whether we're are holding consciousness that we actually want that will create the form we want or whether we're holding the consciousness that is lack conscious, we're going to bring it forward, whatever it is. So that work becomes all about that question you asked. What, from what place, you know, what divine quality do you seek and what is in your consciousness about that? Absolutely. And if I could, I want to share something around because I know the body is really can be probably one of the biggest challenges that we can have in our life. And one of the things I recognize in this um, idea of or philosophy that I have created called CARES and I have trained myself and trained other um, clients around CARES and CARES is an acronym that stands for connection, action, remember, empowerment, self-love. The first one, connection, is where we start. Where are you praying from? What is your intention? What do you want to see manifest? So we get clear with our connection. And using that divine connection with spirit, our divine connection with spirit, is going to create everything that you desire in your life. So we start with connection. Once we connect, we are in action because everything that we want to do requires action. That old new thought saying that we just say is treat and move your feet. That means if you sit there with just a connection on the couch and you're not moving into action, it is just a thought. So it requires some type of action, even if it's being still and meditating, that's a spiritual action. And when we're moving through this action, we get to remember. We get to remember who and what we are, whose we are. We get to remember what we want to create in our life, the transformation. Empowerment is one of those things that I am very clear about. Empowerment doesn't mean to put power in. When you're in transformation, is understanding you have the power within yourself. And then self-love and self-care. And that creates that whole cycle. Then we go back to connection. Then we go back into a deeper action, deeper remembering, empowerment, and self-love. So I talk about that in the book as a way that we can really begin to create a blueprint for transformation. 
That's good. That's good stuff. And everyone loves an acronym, a good yeah. acronym. <laughs> I just created my first T-shirt line. It's called the Acronym Tees uh, by Repsip. That's going to be on, 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 on Amazon soon. Um, we're just working out the last little details. I worked with the designer. And the acronym T-shirt is all the acronyms I use, like FLOW. You know, it's like faith, love, openness, and willingness, cares, connection, action, remember, empowerment, self-love. When you say hard, you know what you're really saying? You're working from your heart. You're going to allow it to happen. You're going to remember transformations happening. And you remember your drive, your dedication, and your determination. So uh, acronym, I'm Rev Acronym, yo. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So do you have, have you uh, done that to your name, Skip? No, I, well, I, you got to, I, I will, I will <laughs> years ago and now I'm, I, I will definitely have to do that. Skip. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I need it. I need it. And I need that t-shirt in purple. <laughs> you will be getting, you will be getting. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, we, you know, we've, we've shared pretty much all of day nine from story to solution from your book. Yes. So we gotta, we gotta give the affirmation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you read it if you've got it there in front of you. I do have it in front of me. Okay. It's an affirmation yeah. that I write here. Um, this is a, this is again one of my favorite affirmations. Today, I pray from a consciousness that I am a cup filled with spirit's blessings, pressed down and overflowing in all aspects of my life. And if I could put a hallelujah behind, yes, <laughs> I would put a hallelujah in there. Uh -huh. and an amen. Oh, so <laughs> I am a cup filled yes. with spirit's yes. blessings, mm -hmm. pressed down and overflowing in all aspects of my life. Oh, yes. I feel it. I'm like soaking that up, soaking it up. And you know, it's, uh, let me tell you something I'm doing on Sundays okay. um, with my ministry. So senior minister at Unity Church of Overland Park, and this is, we're in the Lenten season and um, I'm working with Peter Rollins' work, Atheism for Lent. So mm -hmm. basically, it's you give up everything you think you know about God for Lent. Yeah, wow. sun silence. Yeah. No, big. no, no. I love it. It's big. It's so juicy, and it's so challenging. And even for me, like, there are moments I'm like, I bit off way more than I can chew. Um, because it's so... And, and he, Peter Rollins, you know, he's a theologian. He calls it a decentering process, and it is that. And so, you know, like you kind of you talked about at the beginning, the work of a shaman yeah. is to be with someone when you feel decentered. You know, when you're losing yes. that, like, and but it's so good because when we can really reflect on it, well, it's another way of digging up that embedded theology that we've been talking about. Absolutely, I have a prayer so for much, you too. Oh, give it. I have a prayer for you, Rev. It's called okay. the set aside prayer. I say it quite a bit. The set okay. aside prayer is this God, help me to set aside everything I think I know about you so I can have a new relationship with yes, you. Yes, that's I it. Do, I do the set aside prayer with everything. God, help me to set aside everything yeah. I think I know about podcasting or radio <laughs> or writing books so I may have a new experience. Yes. Set that's aside it. prayer. That's it. So you, you move it all to the side so you can meet God as God is rather than God as you've created God to be. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's, you know, and 
and Peter Rollins and his work, and I'm only using pieces of it for Sunday because it's it's too much. It's too much for a Sunday, you know. So I I I pull. I'm I'm following his themes, and I pull just a nugget from it. In the first week, he just went right for the jugular of new thought, and that wasn't that wasn't his intention. He's just studying. He's what he does is he takes like atheists. Um, like philosophers over time, and also critics of the church from within the church, right. um, and and he's like, let's take their their arguments seriously, and you know, so the one that we talked about um, in the first week, just I I with my words, this goes right for the jugular of new thought, and and the I, the question is, if we reduce God to substance, so even the word reduce mm-hmm. God to substance, aren't we therefore just making God completely controllable by humanity. Wow. I know. know. And and two, we can even apply that to atheism. Atheism Mm -hmm. is a religion and it's a belief. Mm -hmm. People believe deeply and they hold deep to, I know some atheists and some agnostics that will take you to the mat as much as Christianity. Yeah. They're very religious about their atheism. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going, well, that sounds like a man of faith yeah. or a woman of faith. Yeah. So, you and know. That's, that's exactly what, you know, Peter Rollins said, like the dance between theism and atheism is like, is really a sacred dance. And right. where the secular meets the sacred that you can't have one without the other. And when each are at their best, they're not actually at odds with each other. You mm. know, he talks about like, even Mother Teresa says that I see God in um, the orphanages, I see God in those who are clothing and feeding the homeless. Well, an atheist might say that too. That's the right. God, God is in humanity, so therefore is not God. It's just people, you know. So it's like there's there's such um, a closeness um, to it that it's like, oh, it's just. A, mm, mm. I get <laughs> conversations with atheists, and I will turn to them. Well, do you believe in love? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it as that. You believe in love? So yeah. do I. Yes. I. God love. Love is God. So, mm-hmm. and it it's a stop. It's a pause for us to actually come together versus I'm on this side, you're on this side. And one thing I did this year, and if I can share this with you, Rev, and a lot of people don't know I did this, but I, I decided that I would leave the Democratic Party. And the reason why I left the Democratic Party was to the fact that I believe that partisanship, which means to be in the part, not in the whole, to be in faction, this Mm. side versus this side is what's Mm -hmm. dividing this country and Mm. the world. I think this is one of the biggest issue, if not the biggest issue, that we come together as spiritually minded folks. We talk about the oneness, but yet Mm -hmm. we're in this party. I'm not demonizing anyone who's choosing a party. It was just my realization. Mm -hmm. So for me, wanting to be a minister of unity or a minister of bringing people together, I heard Spirit saying, well, you're still a part of the Democratic Party. I now vote independently, and I am a part, I'm, I'm not of any political affiliate because I believe that we're going to have to come together, atheists, Christians, blacks, whites, 
gaze straight. We're going to have to come together without these titles. We're going to have to come together without these. I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, what do, what, what do they call that when you put your flag into the sand? <laughs> We're going to have to release the flags yes. and come together yes. for healing. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I love talking to atheists. I love talking to Republicans. I love talking to everybody because I believe that this is the healing that is going to be required for this planet to actually move into the ascension that we're in the midst of the ascension right now, but to really continue on, we're going to have to drop down our flags and our sides. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about that, like ascension, um, because, you know, when the further up you go, like just in the earthly realm, um, right. the harder it is physically, you know, it, is. It, it, it becomes really difficult on our physical bodies. And, um, and so I think of that in terms of just spiritually and emotionally, what we are experiencing at, in this big shift is there's like a crunching that happens. So um, let me ask you, Rev, is it the ascension that is causing us this disease in the body or is it we're holding on to those things that weigh us down the resistance yeah, yeah we gotta clip resistance. we gotta clip those yes. cords yes. that we, we tried to rise up and we got these weights around our feet mm-hmm. well and that's and and that's where fatigue sets in and that's where yes. we give up and that's where we think it's not possible and you know and there's a bit of um, you know, God is the ideal of justice as the ideal. There's a bit of that that is always unattainable. Mm. Um, it's like, well, the saying, so I've heard you say, mention the Buddha, that if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill it because it's not the Buddha. Right. You know, so that if you experience the fullness of justice, it's going to lead to tyranny. It's not actually justice. So um, there's a bit of that ideal that is always just out of, grasp and i think there's a fatigue that sets in at the action of always reaching for it and reaching to it and so there's you know i think that like this practice of atheism for lent is about that learning to live in the discomfort learning to live in the crunching or the decentering or whatever other painful terms we we use to describe it is is learning to live in that because we are fully human at the same time that we are fully divine and so if we can um if we can learn to live in that intentionally then when when life when we experience our our deep challenges in life our dark night of the soul our mm-hmm. crises in faith um then we can stabilize ourselves in those moments and in those times because we we have this practice of learning how to be with it and in it and that is one of our think one of our challenges we have in earth school that we don't want to sit in the discomfort because no. it doesn't feel good no. we want to sit we don't want to sit in our dirty diapers and we know <laughs> we need to change the diaper and you know so part of this is um i don't know why the dirty diaper just came up <laughs> Like, so we don't, we don't want to be sitting in the dis-ease and the discomfort. It doesn't feel good. So this is why we experience addiction. This is why we experience the way of checking out and to zoning out. And one of the things that is so important that if we can find anything that we can, we can really hold on to this moment that we're experiencing in the sacred reset is that it is divinely orchestrated for us to ascend. We must be in this to ascend out of it. It's like we were saying before, we got to feel this, y'all. We got to feel this and not try to, you know, 
get out of it, not try to zone out. It's time to feel it. And it's okay. It's okay. In fact, it's divinely beautiful to be in the midst of our suffering and understanding that God meets us in the midst of our suffering. Well, I mean, okay. So the Jesus story right there, you know, that's what's so powerful about it is that we see in the midst of great suffering, we see Jesus of Nazareth in the fullness of his faith, even as he questions, you know, God, please take this cup for me. Also forgive them. They know not what they do. I mean, all of this that we see, um, a really horrific scene from, from a human perspective. And we see also the fulfillment of faith. Absolutely. If we can, if we can recreate that in the midst of our own great suffering and our own great pain and, Oh man, that's where it's at. You know, you mentioned the Jesus story because I love me some Jesus. Okay, so let's let's talk it. I'm with about, you. A few, about a few years ago, I had this real epiphany, and I want to say I don't know if I heard it before or whatever, but it was a deep awakening. But I don't think anyone else had said it. But I just knew it was it was alive in me that this Jesus story. We are all these characters in this lesson is within us. We are the we are Jesus on the cross. We are Judas betraying. Mm-hmm. We are Mary looking for love and to be at the feet of someone we love so much we will wash the feet. We mm-hmm. are Martha who's saying, I can't believe you got my sister over here and you're not taking <laughs> care of me. We are all the disciples. We are every disciples. We everything. So when we talk about these Jesus stories, because we're coming up into this time where we're going to celebrate the resurrection of the new woman and the new man within us, we must look at each and every character in the story as part of who and and what we are. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the beauty of of metaphysics, right? Of metaphysical interpretation of the Bible is we get to, you know, it's it's very Jungian as well. You know, Carl Jung would say in your dreams, you're every person in your dreams. It's the same thing. And metaphysically, like who, where is Martha in me? Where am I in my life? Where am I showing up as Martha right. or Peter or Judas or, or Peter, oh, it's, you know, or yeah. Tom, some yes. Dallas, we've been yes. doubting mm-hmm. Tom, you know, mm-hmm. well, this can't be God because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's so good. And that's the staying power of those stories. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hello. And what was day nine today? <laughs> From story to solution. Yes, that's it. I mean, that how, like, it's almost like there was a divine design to this conversation. I'm so <laughs> glad that you, you brought this because I am, you know, re-immersing myself into these teachings mm-hmm. again that mm-hmm. was divinely written through and as me. But God, you know, it's so funny saying when people say, um, yeah, can you make this? I say, yeah, we'll show up. And they go, no, it's just you. And I go, no, 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 no. It's me and God. We're, yeah. we're showing up together. People say, yeah, I, we can meet you at I've just been in that space for about 10 years. I always say, yeah, we'll we'll be there. I love you know, <laughs> but yeah, it, this was a divine um, moment that brought me back to, I need to hear this myself today. So we teach what we need to learn and we learn yes. what we need to teach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like I used to be so cute how I would write my talk titles for Sundays. And then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. 
Yeah. I know what's coming. <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I'm more careful about that. <laughs> mm. Yes. I submit myself. <laughs> yes. And that's part of the that's part of the deepening of our spiritual practice when we're willing to surrender and submit ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we say yes to anything, the universe gives us a practical application to make it real. Yeah. So I, I always tell my clients, I always tell my, my ministerial clients, don't play, don't pray for patience if you're not willing to be in a place where you're challenged with your patience, because that's a practical application. So if I'm teaching something on patience, which I haven't taught in a long time, so me even speaking it, mm-hmm. I have Careful. <laughs> I know it's coming, y'all. I'm going to have an opportunity to be patient. Mm-hmm. That is how Earth School works, y'all. That's how it yes. works. <laughs> it is. Oh, it does. It works that way. This is this. Be, and, and if we can let that be our affirmation, this is my opportunity. Yes. You know, I'm in that right now. Um, well, my wife and I are in it right now. We're looking for a house to buy. And it's mm. insane here. Supply, Hi. you know, Hi. the inventory is really low. And and we are very anxious and excited to to get into it, you know. And so we're, we're having to work all, all of the principles. And we're having to, you know, this is our practice. There's nothing there right now. This is our opportunity to practice patience. This, right. is, this is our opportunity to, you know, live out what we said from the beginning our house may not even be on the market right now. It's it's current owners are lovingly preparing it. <laughs> you know, I love you know, that. I mean like we're being in that, but then, you know, the next day you're like, ah, there's nothing, there's nothing out there. <laughs> like, wait a minute. We just said. Yes. We just said and and are willing to accept that maybe it's not even out there. So why are we even looking for it? You know, so it's it's this balance of being ready, being open, being diligent, but also being rooted and grounded in faith and allowing the universe to do its work to show up for us. Absolutely. One of the things I teach about those who are looking for the right situation to share your divine gifts, also known as work, I always say that, you know, the that work is looking for you that yeah. job perfect job is waiting for you to show up they just haven't found you yet so you keep doing yeah. the work you keep doing the praying and the meditation you keep doing your resume you keep putting it out there it's looking for you mm-hmm. the right opportunities are always looking for us we're just yeah. in a divine preparation so that house is looking for you boo yes <laughs> And we are ready. Yes, you <laughs> and we are. are patient. And we're not going to go jump after something else that we're not quite happy with. A resounding yes. Wait. That's yeah. a resounding yes. I was looking at an apartment. I'm right now, you know, camping out here for last year at my best friend's house. And um, so we converted the garage. It's my space where I do my work and, and all that. But, you know, Spirit's saying I'm, I'm, it's time for you to move and do your own thing. And I was in a place of possibly getting this apartment that was a little bit out of my stretch. And there was a couple of things that I loved about it. There was a couple of things I really required to have a, a um, more expansive life and it wasn't there. So I went, okay, let's just do it. And as I'm driving away, I heard God saying, no, something better. Wait. Mm-hmm. And so this was my lesson. It's time for me to wait. It's just mm-hmm. not to move into this. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. You know, the universe, I always tell people the universe answers in three ways. Yes, not now, 
something better, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's just better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and some days it's just really hard to to be in the skin, right? To be to be human. <laughs> oh, yeah. Earth school. Earth, Earth school. school. Earth school. I want to transfer sometimes, and other times I'm like, wait, no, no, that's. I didn't come here to get out of it. And and and, and, and you know what? You are a um, professor in Earth school now, <laughs> right? So how are you going to transfer uh, the place to right. a professor? And Reb, you got tenure. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm you in it. Tenure. I'm in it. <laughs> Holding out for spring break. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's good stuff. It's, it's, I mean, it is a playground. It is. Mm, it's good stuff. Um, one other time to share something else with you. Yeah, you do. Okay, so one of the things, and I and I've just been going back to these. You know, the books that you hold on to, and they just speak to you. And um, Anne Lamont's book. It's um, I love Anne Lamont, and she says, mm-hmm. you know, it's help thanks wow the three essential prayers and i've been sharing this for the last couple of weeks but it's really been sitting deep into my soul and little elamont says this i do not know much about god and prayer but i have come to believe over the last 25 years that there is something to be said about keeping prayer simple help thanks wow and she also goes to write this. This is this. And we're going back to the distribution problem. This is why I, I was, you know, thought about this. You know, and, and writes this. And she says that in prayer, I see the suffering bathed in light. In God, there is no darkness. I see. Sorry. Sorry. That was. What happened there? And, that's okay. And it's and he go also she also goes says, I see God's light permeating through them, soaking into them, guiding their feet. I want to tell God what to do. Look, pal, this is catastrophic. You gotta shape up, but it won't work. So I pray for people who are hurting that they may be filled with air and light. Air and light heal, heals. They somehow get into their dark, musty places like a spiritual antibiotic. It means our time is up. And that is a beautiful quote to end on. Oh my goodness. Rev Skip Jennings, thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. Having me. Big heart hugs to you and to our listeners. Until next time, tune in and tune up in spirit. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.